ACC on CW contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. Guys, you are listening to DC on CW Arrow Edition on Rain Man Digital. If you're listening from your desktop, take a mobile, download that Rain Man Digital app. That's on the iTunes App Store and the Google Play Store. Just search Rain Man Digital. Also, iTunes and Stitcher, you can search DC on CW there. Leave us a review. Helps the show. I am your show host, Ryan Denton, and in the studio with me today is Stephen Crouch. Yo. And Michael Flores. Hello. Uh, no Bobby today. He's off... Uh, you know, at the Backstreet Boys concert. Yeah, he said he's got backstage pass. <laughs> he's he's back. Backstreet's back. All right for Bobby. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we're uh, we're we're manning the show without him today. Um, and so today, can we say peopling the show? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't want. Did I, I offend you? Equality. Did I offend you? And that would be sexist. Oh, that's you know. We're, how about fuck you? Or manning um, the show? Like peopling the show. Wow, dude. Isn't that like a topic for another show that we do on this network? Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, So today we'll be breaking down and discussing Arrow Season 6, Episode 6, Promises Kept. Like father, like son, as we learn more about Slade and Joe. Uh, This was a pretty damn solid follow-up episode to the last Deathstroke blowing fest that we had. (laughs) Um, This we get to uh, a little bit more, you know, behind the scenes you know, some 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 backstory with Deathstroke, which I think we all desperately like before the season even aired, we were like, yes, we were super psyched about. Mm-hmm. Um, so and then we also get, you know, the Green Diggles problems, too, as well. So, we, you green know, Diggle. Green Diggle, that was <laughs> that was Bobby's explanation uh, for uh, who, that, sounds, that sounds like a disease. Yeah. It's the green diggle hey, what's wiggle, on, bro. What's, what's going on with that hip over there? I got uh, the green diggle. It's got the green diggle, man. That girl over there, why is she walking bowling? Oh, uh, she got the green she diggle. She got the green diggle. Oh, the green diggle Ooh. wiggle. Ooh, man, that's good stuff. Oh, I want to. Dude. Jesus. That's that's man. what diggle causes. The green diggle wiggle when he splits a chicken half. Oh, my. <laughs> like, like Mortal Kombat yeah. style? Yeah. Well, speaking least, of Mortal Kombat. At least Kombat, you said people. I, I, did I say people? Yeah, you just split people in half. I thought I, I, said, I said girl. I thought, I thought I said girl. <laughs> no, we're trying to keep it equal. He splits people. Eh, whatever. <laughs> so speaking of Mortal Kombat, though, let's jump right into some news here. Now, uh, Ted Cord, that we've been talking about a lot now, finally makes his Arrow debut as a Blue Beetle-ish. So there's a scene in this episode uh, where uh, William, God, I wish he would die, and Felicity, God, I wish she'd die too as well, um, are actually playing. Wow. In I, I hate both those characters. Um, are playing Injustice too. Now in this uh, 
if you guys aren't familiar with Injustice, it is a DC fighting game like Mortal Kombat. Um, and we actually see the Blue Beetle. Now, um, when we say Ted Kord ish, it's not actually Ted Kord's version of Blue Beetle. It's actually the Jaime Ramirez version, um, the person that takes the suit on after Ted Kord. But, um, you know, let me just go ahead and read the, uh, the article here. In Arrow, Felicity and William play with Sub-Zero and Blue Beetle in Gorilla Grodd's jungle habitat. That is just enough uh, avoiding serious continuity problems that would otherwise be present itself by having Injustice 2 in the Arrowverse. Still, it's weird that this video game about DC Comics exists in a TV show set in the world of DC Comics. Now, I mean, I get that. Um, but at the end of the day, man, this is actually a pretty cool, this is pretty cool. I mean, I, I, um, what was it? Uh, the, uh, Logan, he, there was uh comic books yeah, about, yeah. about the X-Men. So why is this really that big of a deal? It's not, um, man. To me, it, it's cool, right? It's, it, it's meta. It's very meta. The thing is, I think the blue beetle using the blue beetle is a little weird. Um, Sub-Zero totally makes sense. Okay. It has nothing to do with the Arrowverse. Now it would have been even funnier is if William was playing as Green Arrow. Yeah. That would have been way better. And, or, you know, one of the characters that's on the show, um, you know, or he chose to be like a bad guy. He's playing as Gorilla Grodd. Can you play as Deathstroke in that? Uh, in Injustice 2, I don't remember if Deathstroke's in there. I know he's in Injustice 1. I don't remember. I haven't played it. Dude, I haven't. I haven't played it in so long. Um, but this was a cool scene. I mean, yes, it is meta, you know, meta AF. Um, but still a very, very neat kind of Easter egg or, or, and I wonder if they did that on purpose. I wonder if it was like, Hey, let's, you know, let's have them play this game. You know, who, who on the team was like, yo, let's, let's have them be playing injustice. Somebody in marketing that's wanting to sell some games. Maybe that's true. But this game's been out for a while, dude. Like this game's been out since, you know, like the beginning of the year. Yeah. And poor kids though. I'm on a. They can afford it now. Now, yeah, now they can go to you know yeah, uh, GameStop and it's oh, it's used for twelve dollars, Dad. Can I get it? The, poor kids watch commercials too, so it might work. Uh, little product placement there. Little product placement, Daddy. I want this game. Sorry, son, we're poor. <laughs> Can't buy that game. That'd be so funny. You see DC, like all all the DC TV started to only market their own the stuff. Poor people, like no, just their own stuff. No. Anything Warner Brothers is always in their their shows, and that's it. Nothing else, dude. Th- that was th- that's no different than like Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, and there's just Miramax <laughs> shit everywhere throughout yeah. the entire movie. Like that would be funny as hell, and I would laugh my ass off. You just start seeing like you know uh, Flash posters and shit. Like, wouldn't it be funny if they actually had the Justice League posters in the yeah. actual shows, dude? Like, I mean. Oh, I mean, they already did a commercial with uh, Melissa Benoist and Gal Gadot together. So, I mean, yeah, they is it Gadot or Gadot? No, it's it's Gadot. Gadot. I've heard I've heard it three that's different three ways. ways now. I that, always call it Gal Gadot. That's how she's. Can I just that's call her Gal? Can I just call her Gal hot as fuck? Yeah. Like, I, okay, I'll that allow that. <laughs> okay, that's what I thought. Um, but no, I you know it's it's interesting, man. I, I I could see how this could be a continuity. Like, holy shit! But at the end of the day, dude, it's kind of fun. And yeah, anyone that. Have, Dude, it doesn't have to be taken seriously. Come on. It's a comic book show. I mean, let's be honest. I'm hoping that, you know, Felicity's playing as Ted Cord and William's playing as Sub-Zero whooping <laughs> that ass, dude. That's that's what I'm hoping. Is there a way they could both lose, though? Like, is that like is that a thing? Because I hate both those characters. Like, they just times out and they both die. Just KO. Ha- just have them play Russian roulette, Ryan. And but, then- but every cylinder has a bullet. Yeah. Yeah. So then they both die at some point. Oliver's all, hey, I'll be back. I'm going to go help Slade out. Here's a gun. Play Russian roulette. <laughs> it's a fun game. 
It's a fun game. You guys will have a blast, literally. Um, yeah, that would be amazing. If they just just died. What if they just the house caught on fire? They were making oh like they're just making like toaster strudels. What is this Seinfeld? And you're licking too many stamps and you die, dude. <laughs> dude, they're like making toaster strudel and it like burns the house down and they don't know and they die. Like, that'd be oh, awesome. I would All do right. that. You would like make toaster. If I was a brand new, a brand new showrunner being brought into the show to like rejuvenate it, let's say it was it was on its last leg. I would just do one of those opening five minute death scenes. <laughs> one of those quick I'm ass like, ones. Hey, you, you, and you, I already know I, you irritate me when I watch you on screen. So that means you probably irritate the audience. So, um, yeah, here's your script. That means you're going to die. <laughs> here's your final script and a pink slip later. So, um, why do I die and William dies? It makes no sense. No, it totally makes sense. We hate you. Please die. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyways, Jeez. that got really dark. I got five super minutes. dark. And that's the way I like it. Um, <laughs> diggle dark. Diggle dark. Oh, come green on. diggle dark. Um, <laughs> stupid. All right. So the second um, article that we have here, Arrow season six, Stephen Amell teases fracture in team Arrow. Um, Arrow season six has been a massive shakeup in the team Arrow roster. Diggle is green arrow. Oliver is out and the new recruits have more of a role than ever. What does this mean for original team Arrow, AKA Oliver, Flissy and Diggle? Uh, we will be, will we be seeing the original trifecta teaming up again anytime soon? Uh, this article from Den of the Geek was part of a group of reporters who visited the Arrow set yesterday where Stephen Mel teased. Of course, dude, like, Stephen Mel teases everything. Like, can we just, can we just put that out there that he, literally is his own spoiler alert at this point. Yeah. The, the dude just releases so much shit. Um, in an upcoming episode, it's not for a little bit, uh, which means it's probably like four or five episodes from now, the way he talks, but we discover that there's a fracture on the inside and it threatens to split team arrow down the middle of the original members and the newbies. Um, a fracture within the, uh, within team arrow is a, rich narrative ground to play out now that arrow is more of an ensemble show than ever. Amel spoke more generally about the evolution of the team arrow from Oliver's lonely project to the team we know and love today. Going back to season one, it was first just me and then me and David and then me, David and Emily. And it stayed that way for quite a long time. That always, that's always been one of the core elements of team arrow. And despite how useful and exceptional the new team members have been, they'll start. Uh, they still are the new team members. So, it sounds like this is I, – I, I, I truly don't believe this is going to, like, break the whole team up. This is probably going to be, like, an episode or two where they're, like, split down the middle. Um, I don't know. I mean, ML goes on to say, we always try to change that around a little bit. Um, that's a remnant from an earlier time for the character. Um, again, we try to massage that a little bit so it doesn't seem more collaborative, and I've been really pushing back hard against some of the way that they've handled the fault between – uh, there being a slight fracture on the team. So huh. it, what it sounds like to me is, is this is going to be something that might be, like I said, an episode or two. Yeah. It, it's not going to be a full board thing. No, we've already seen Oliver go through ups and downs with all of his team members back when speedy was on the team and, right. her, and um, what's the other dude that everyone loves? Roy, Roy, Roy they never respected him. They always argued. They always yeah. fought with each other about what they were going to do. Uh, it was you don't one of the see moments. That with the new team, though. No, they're actually in sync. So yeah. for them to do that, I kind of feel like, why? Like you've already been there, done that. Because when you take a team that's in sync like this, and then you throw a wrench in it, it typically what it's either going to do one of two things: it's going to disband the team, or 
it makes the team come to better together even more after a trying time. Um, I mean, he, he goes on to say it here, actually. It says, in my mind, myself, David, and Emily, as our characters, we make a decision, but we make it together, said Amel. I was finding that the newbies, all their blame and anger was directed totally at me, and that didn't track with me uh, with what we were playing. I don't mind people being mad at Oliver. I don't mind Oliver making mistakes. People being pissed off at him is fine, so as long as it's warranted and makes sense to the context of the story, which I actually agree with. I, I, I mean, it, it's okay. It's one thing to be... You know, I hate the way Oliver is, but it's another thing to be pissed off at Oliver because of what he makes, the decisions that he makes. Um, I mean, we talk about this all the time, Mike, is, you know, the story is about Oliver at the end of the day. Um, it's it, the, the show is called Arrow. It's not called, you know, Wild Dog. Yeah. It's not called Canary. Gr- or Green Diggle. Or Green Diggle uh, at the end of the day. So this is interesting. I think we'll see how this plays out in the episode uh, or, you know, whenever we get these episodes. Um, but I think it, it totally makes sense. There's almost too much cohesion, you know? And I think at, at the end of the day, when things are going so hunky dory, you kind of have to throw a wrench in there every now and then to say, okay, Hey, we still are a team, but at the end of the day, we need like a, a, almost a checks and balances. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I can, I can see where you're coming from. You gotta have, you gotta have some point where, you know, uh, the team is, is kind of, caught off guard. I mean, even uh, they, they interviewed David Ramsey too, as well. And he says, I think it's interesting for Diggle that last year's crossover had the dominators. And in that illusion, they went into our heads and brought out what would be our greatest lives for Diggle. It was being the green arrow I don't, I did not remember that, but forgot about that. And he goes, I think that it's a very interesting story that somehow someplace in Diggle, he likes wearing the hood. And I I could see that. Well, he gets laid, too. I mean. Hell yeah. Oh, man. He pulls out that green Diggle wiggle. I'm talking about his wife, though, dude. Yeah. I'm trying to say she's hot. And she got and she gave it up. And you're immediately going back to the green Diggle. Yeah, dude. He's he put his green Diggle in her. (laughs) Like, dude, he laid some pipe on his own wife. That's not a bad thing. Sometimes you got to bang your wife. Now that sounds better. Only, only sometimes. <laughs> only, only, only sometimes. Well, dude, I've been married. I know what it's like. You, you only get laid sometimes. It's not every night. Well, I'm not Diggle either. So if I was Diggle, it'd be a different story. I'd be like, yo, let me show you my green Diggle. His body parts are getting laid separately. You know it. <laughs> it's not just, it's not just him. It's this like, big old freaking biceps. It's like bigger than my whole body dude is bigger than your waist <laughs> yeah. the dude has like 24 I mean, his, inch his finger is probably bigger than my entire penis <laughs> his little <laughs> oh finger not God. not like his little finger's pinky i mean jesus dude the guy would kill you yeah which is, which is funny when you see him side by side uh another image of his uh from um which one which 2005 2006 during dexter he, he was in a couple seasons of dexter and he, he was he was i don't remember that i don't uh, now he i gotta dated go Deb. remember he's the dude that got what? His his skin got all ripped up and shredded off. Hold of his on, back. hold on. Yeah, he was in about two or three years. I dude, I love that show. Dude, I do he is, not remember he's that. Little Diggle, dude. No That's way. Why. Yeah, he's Little Diggle. Oh my god, <laughs> he was little. Yeah, three seasons in Dexter, and he was so tiny. How do I not remember? I this? only remember this because two years ago we were it? rewatching Dexter, and I'm like, oh my god, like, oh, that shit, is Diggle. Diggle. Yeah. And he's, li- and shit, he's, he's little, little too. He's dude, very he's small. Huge, dude, bro. his his shoulder width is way way different. Yeah, that's he, what th- he's gotten jacked, dude. Dude, I, I don't know what it was. It could have steroids. Just, it, <laughs> it could have. <laughs> nah, dude, it's not steroids. He's black, bro. Oh, oh. come on. It, 
He's got extra muscles don't, everywhere. Don't you, have you watched In and Out? They don't like that type of jokes. Oh, not natu- Native or uh, Native American. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm trying to say African American. I said Native. <laughs> I don't think they like that either. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Um, no, dude, he was tiny, man. He's fucking brick shit house now. Jesus yeah, he's Christ. massive. Like, I wonder what I wonder dude. what inspired him to get that big. It can't be Stephen just Amell. this role. You think? Yeah, dude. Like they're just working. That have you not noticed? Have you not noticed? Like, if you follow Stephen Amell, he's when he's working out, he's working out with the team. Oh, cool. Like they actually work out together, dude. And I'm telling you, Stephen Amell is an inspiring dude. I bet you that's what it was. Yeah. Well, I he mean, he wanted to be able to do that whole ladder thing. What's that thing called? The sa- sa- uh, salmon ladder. Yeah, yeah that there's no way he's going to join a show like this and and not be able to do that. I mean, dude, would, that thing scares the shit out of me. I fucking fall on my head. Yeah, but wouldn't you try to sack up and do it too? Well, yeah, of course. I don't say I wouldn't try it. I'm just going to fall on my head. Anyways, um, so yeah, I mean, uh, this will be interesting when they do the fracture of the team, and um, I'm interested to see where it goes. Uh, with that, guys, uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll jump right into the episode Promises Kept. We'll start blowing Deathstroke. Um, but first, we're going to jump to a quick break. Aww, people say he's just a pretty face. DC on CW. We'll be right back. This is Star Wars from the Butter Tank exclusive. That thing's operational. It gets worse. Kanan's fucking blind. Yes. Okay, he's fucking blind. And he's going to swerve off the road because something that's the force suddenly pops up in front of the road and he's going to swerve and fall off the, his bike. <laughs> and then they're going to disappear. And he's like, where'd you go? You're fucking blind. <laughs> You've never seen them. <laughs> I was shaking my head and I'm like, like, wait, 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 wait. Number one, we all know Kanan is physically blind. He he sees things through the force. They needed Hera to get captured. They needed Kanan not to interfere. So how do we make sure Kanan can't get to Hera? Well, I got an idea, boss. I say we just had him suddenly fall off his hover bike. <laughs> Um, he can't see though. It's all right. <laughs> the audience won't think about it. I say we go ahead and write it and print up the script and produce it as is. That's a fucking horrible idea. idea. <laughs> Come on, Stephen Melching. Think better. I think we should ask Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni's taking a shit right now. No, That's probably what happened. Him. Right when they were writing the end of the episode, Dave Filoni was probably dropping a deuce and was was uh, indisposed. He couldn't be asked these questions. <laughs> and I've never witnessed such shit writing in my life for Star Wars Rebels and in my life. And I mean the last four years. See, yeah. I'm getting very trolly as well. Well, it was very lazy. When, it, As funny as it sounds... You could have just said Kanan couldn't get there in time. Hey, Steven, why would you write that Kanan suddenly saw the Lothal Wolf and he fell off? I don't understand. I wrote this entire episode. The opening 15 minutes is gold. I'm Dave Filoni right now. <laughs> the opening 15 minutes was gold, Steve. Hera going up against Thrawn. It was amazing. I'm God. I'm awesome. I'm almost like George Lucas. And then I, I go take a shit. I come back and you have Kanan falling off his goddamn bike because he suddenly can see something when the man is blind. 
<laughs> You're fucking fired! Get out of here! <laughs> Throws his cowboy hat across the room. I'm gonna fucking kill you with my spurs! Have you missed an episode of DC on CW? Catch up on all of our discussions from Supergirl, The Flash, Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow. Just search DC on CW on iTunes and Stitcher. You can also find it on the Rain Man Digital app. Just search Rain Man Digital from the iTunes App Store or Google Play. You're listening to Rain Man Digital's DC on CW. Alright guys, we're back. Uh, in this segment here, we're going to talk about Arrow Season 6, Episode 6, Promises Kept. Again, going with the theme of keeping the names of the episodes really fucking relevant. Dude. I don't know why that keeps jumping out at me, but I really dig that. Um, this one was directed by Antonio Negret, sure, and written by Oscar Balderrama and Rebecca Belotto. I'm sure those are terribly wrong. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't read so good. I don't read so good, man. Uh, so Antonio Negret, uh huh. And you got the other ones, all right. Oscar Balotto's Bal- right, but Bilotto? that's pronunciation is way bad. <laughs> is it Rebecca Belotto? That sounds better. Yeah, that probably sounds yeah. better. I wonder if she's hot. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so. Such a douchebag. <laughs> oh, what's her name? Bellotto. Oh, what if she's hot? Dude, the show's 49% gate, 51% douche. That's, that's the network, man. Um, we continue basically on with the, the last episode where we got, you know, a basically full on Deathstroke episode. And we're continuing it with this episode here as well. Um and I like this because we get more in the background of Slade, which one of the things that we haven't really seen is particularly just flashbacks with Slade um, and and more about his background. We, I mean, we know that Slade is a badass, right? right. We've always known that. I mean, he's fucking Deathstroke. You know what else we haven't seen? What? A flashback within a flashback before as well. That was after, actually something nifty they did this week as well. That's true. They did do a flashback in a flashback. I started laughing. I'm like, all right, all right, yeah. writers, simmer down. <laughs> like they're, they did, yeah, they did like two flashbacks when he was in the hospital bed yeah. seven years in the past. And I'm like, oh, wow, they just did a flashback in a flashback. But you know what, though? It wasn't bad. No. And typically, like, dude, we are typically pretty, yeah. we hate flashbacks, right? Right. And... I'll definitely give this season credit. The flashbacks this year have been way more interesting than years past. Mm-hmm. Well, I think too, and they, these ones made fucking sense though. Yeah. You know, like we get a plethora of them in this episode. But and how cool is it that we get them based on Slade? Well, I think that's what made them more yeah. bearable. Yeah. It, you know, we, we see that, you know, the, the last episode we saw Slade and Joe and we saw them, um, you know, we we saw Slade basically working quote unquote while he's on a vacation with his son. Um, 
you know, now I've, I mean, we pretty much all called it that Joe had seen him slit that dude's throat and it led him down this dark path. Um, but we see what he actually learned from his dad. I mean, we see all the, uh, all the years, uh, of training. We see, you know, the progress, the, the flashbacks, we see the progression of Slade's mental fucking state just getting worse and worse and worse. And we see the Mirakuru just eating him away. And I think that was one of the things that we, we really were curious about was the Mirakuru and how long it stayed in Slade's system. Um, and that was really a question that I had after we saw him in season two. It was like, well, how long did that Mirakuru stay in him? I don't even remember. How much of that shit did he take? A whole fucking vial of it, dude. Which was like, from what I know, like... It's like Barry Allen drunk vial type? Yes. Like okay. an entire vial of Mirakuru. It's what brought him back to life. Um... And and we see we see the side effects of it, you know. We see him uh, sparring with Joe, and that whole again. Those were great scenes too, as well. Very much using the, you know, the the, the quick flashback of okay, here's Joe sparring with Slade, and then it's identical to Slade sparring with Oliver. Right. Yeah. And, and those those type of flashbacks typically they work because they're really quick cuts, and it really shows what that character's thinking yeah absolutely gives you an inside look as to into what he's actually going through and to see how they kind of drew those parallels between his son and oliver kind of shows you that there is a little more there's a there's definitely a liking there to oliver where he even feels responsible and to see where one son went the right way and one son went the the other way i mean even it's very poetic with the with son's superhero name being kane i mean yeah it's actually pretty fucking yeah. cool how they wrote it. They they wrote it really well, and I think one of the things that I really did enjoy about this is that all our uh, Slade considered at that time period, you know, on the island, Oliver kind of like a son, and I think that was one of the coolest things for me. I mean, we we forget just how old because Manu Bennett is a fucking specimen. We forget just how old technically Slade is supposed to be in this in this Arrowverse. Um. And I and I think they did a great job. I'm not saying he he doesn't look old or anything. I just it's pretty it's pretty cool to see the parallels, like you said, Mike, between you know Joe or Kane, whatever the hell you wanted to call him, um, and Oliver. And that those quick cut flashbacks just really get you in the head of the character. And typically, you know, they work really well, and they worked really really well in this scene, especially with you know we see shadows, ghost reappearing which you know what i'm glad they did that because did you forget that she haunted him before too yes and Mm -hmm. i and that's the thing like dude talk about okay you inject mirakuru in your body right and it and it brings you back to life but it has severe fucking side effects yeah massive psychological problems yeah massive psychological problems and you know it lies dormant okay then you see oliver queen is alive and you owe this person a like you made a promise that you were going to fuck them up. Right. And now you see this and all these things start switching in your head and the mirror crew starts kicking in again and you start hallucinating the dead woman that Oliver's was the reason that she died, you know, and you start seeing all these things. And I, what I love about this scene is all I could think about is when Slade shows up in season two. Yeah. And these are all the things that led him to show up. And I think that, was the biggest thing for me and this is kind of the way it's playing out especially with this little mini arc that slade has it it just feels like season three yes this is really this is the trilogy seasons right here 
and all that other stuff in between didn't happen. It, it, you know what? And when you really take into account all of that, what really transpired besides Black Canary died? When you really think, yes, there was a lot of emotional growth yeah. on Oliver and a lot of maturity, but you know what? If you had to like get rid of them, it just kind of flows. And mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm saying that's that's pretty good writing. And I'm I'm pretty uh, harsh when it comes to the CW writers yeah. for these shows. And I feel like they have a pretty good plan. I think their purpose was to make this season feel as a part. Of the original two seasons. Obviously, they're using inspiration. They're drawing inspirations from the first two seasons. Well, I think, dude, one of the things that I always wanted, and, you know, and, and we talk about all the time how much we love Slade and, and the character and how they've portrayed him so well. Um, we always wanted to see some of that back, you know, the, the, the backstory behind the character. You know, how did he get the suit? You know, we knew how he lost his eye. We've always right. known that. But it was there were certain things that you just wanted to see. Yeah. You know, you want to see him go full on Terminator. We got that last episode where he just massacred that entire room of people. Um, I always wanted to see him kill a small boy's father. What? <laughs> well, you did see that oh, too as well. Oh. Jesus Christ. I got super dark. <laughs> I, I forgot for a second that happened already. I was like, what the Yeah, fuck? you were like, what the hell is he talking about? I mean – Talk. We we want to see him. I wanted to see why the Mirakuru fucked him up, and I we saw that we saw Shadow's ghost. We saw him fucking murder an entire room of dudes covered in blood, bro. Yeah. Like that scene where his son is walking towards him and that body comes sliding towards him and right. the blood just like behind the guy, dude. That what, what, was he shit out the blood. Right. <laughs> yeah. It was like a he fucking him in the skid ass, mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a skid mark of blood, dude. That guy was a skid mark. He turned that dude into a skid mark. Like, no joke, dude. That scene was ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. And and it was, you know, we know how badass Deathstroke is. I mean, we we know. But to see it. Yes. And that's the only reason why um, the, the audience is being gracious as well. And dealing with the fact that we're not focusing 100% on Oliver because everybody likes Slade. Dude, He's one of nobody those. Nobody says anything bad about him. Yeah, he, him, and Diggle are two peas in a pod. They can't do no, anything wrong. Yeah, can we just get an ensemble like a show with Diggle and <laughs> Diggle and Deathstroke? Just call it Deathstroke and Diggle. Like, dude, I'd watch for it. Lethal Weapon. The Double oh, Ds. My God, I'd watch it. The Double Ds. Oh my God, amazing, amazing. I'd watch the shit out of that show. But no, you're right, Mike. He, he, I think we need to pitch that yeah. ASAP to the network. Well, dude, like. like Think of it as like kind of a a buddy cop comedy. You can't tell me. You can't tell me these two episodes didn't feel like a backdoor pilot. Oh, yeah. I was about to say that. Like it felt it felt exactly like that. They they felt like the ingredients of something else coming soon. It just it just the way it played out. The mentioning of of certain things we'll talk about here in a second. But it it just felt like it, it, it. This is not the end of him in the Arrowverse, but it's the end of him on Arrow and saying, hey, I'm going to have my own shit. I oh my know. god, dude. It would be cool. Do you think? Uh, do you think it's something that the CW is ready to do? They, yes. I do the thing is, dude, if you make give me however many episodes, you know, you do 20 episodes or whatever, you do a full season of him whooping fucking ass like in that one scene yeah. in the last episode, 
I would be all in. I don't know, man. I just I think it would be a great idea, but I don't know if the CW is the network for it because like, he doesn't fit their demo yeah. to be a lead. He's an old man. Like I don't want to say I say that as a me. It sounds yeah. horrible, but he compared to the people they cast in their lead spots, he's a dinosaur. Yeah, but isn't Stephen L. Dino- Stephen Amell dinosaur? Yeah, he didn't start off. They, yeah, he didn't start off. He was very very young. Now they would never cast him. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah, dude. so I, that's why I'm saying they like, should I, take a chance. If they were to do it, though, they dude, would cast a younger person as his co-star, like a younger, you know, 23, 22 year old. And what kind of story are you going to have with that? Oh God, don't make me fucking roll my eyes, dude. Yeah, man. can't do that. My, that's why I said stuck. last week they they yeah. they need to just say, hey, same universals, but let's put this bad boy on the uh, on the streaming service, so there and are no rules. Fu- yeah, and just make it dark, dude. It doesn't yeah. even have to be like a whole series that you go and make it like a one shot or an event series. They've been doing those now, like six episodes, four, yeah. four or five episodes. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great! Like during the summertime, see the CW and it's can just do that. it's short, and and you know Manu Bennett can come in, do the episodes, and then yep, go a, do something a else. Three cool. months, start doing different things. Like you said, on the streaming service, every summer pick something and do like just kind of a one shot series. Yeah. That'd that be would great. be great. That awesome. would be a great way to pick up Constantine too. Yeah. Ooh. Right. Yep. Now, I mean, we talked about it earlier, but the flashbacks are literally sprinkled throughout this entire episode. Slade, Oliver, Joe. Um, the one thing that gave me chills in this episode was the eye for an eye when he was talking to Oliver, like, and, and his son, you know, Joe was like, "Hey, eye for an eye, Dad." And, yeah, Dad, take his eye out. Yeah, dude. How, that scene where he's standing behind Oliver with the sword. Yeah. Dude. Could you see like a man who Bennett played that really well where you could see him like, fuck, I'm tempted to just kill Oliver. Yeah. Yeah. He thought he was like going to Roman soldier his ass. Dude. I thought for sure he was stabbing his ass, like for sure. And you could see like how much Slade has changed since we saw him last, you know, yeah. trusting Oliver and, 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 um, it it really that scene was pretty powerful and it makes sense to who he is now and that's one thing i really liked that it was a great way to kind of remind the audience that he just because he was introduced as a villain to oliver doesn't mean he's, he's a, a bad person and, yeah. and, when, and i liked how oliver is the one who said that i'm like yeah but you weren't a gun for hire there's a difference there ethically mm-hmm. yeah and, and that's one of the things that they they didn't show i mean deathstroke was a mercenary that's still something we haven't seen. You know, we saw him last episode do his job. Yeah. You know, when he was working for the Australian, whatever the hell they call it. Um, but we really haven't seen him be full on, you know, yeah. mercenary Deathstroke. So. Because he's kind of fit into just the arch nemesis role. Which, right. Which, how do you also say, hey, by the way, while I'm trying to kill you, I'm also a mercenary. Yeah. Over. I'm also going to take. <laughs> yeah. I'm also going to take some money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, we we called it last episode though. We knew we knew Joe was there when he slit that dude's throat. I mean, we knew who else could it have seen made that noise? Yeah, we knew that was gonna gonna happen. Um, so again, especially when no you take all there. the time in the world to like go get your uniform on, like I gotta kill this guy. Right. Yeah, let me go get my kill this guy get a right. costume on. Yeah, <laughs> gotta go get my, make sure he doesn't my see boots. My, make sure he doesn't see my, my face. But I'm gonna pull my face off. Get all my gear on, yeah. my body armor just for to some slit reason. that guy's throat. Yeah. Could have just did prison shank. Dude. He could just and gone. And then dropped at the same time. The Lannisters send the regards. Yeah. In and out. In and out, dude. Yeah. I will say the final fight scene with the swords was fucking rad. They did a really good job with that. And we definitely, it was definitely Manu fighting. Oh, yeah. He didn't have the helmet on. And I, which I loved. 
uh, no helmet, sword on sword action, dude. Like that was a badass scene. <laughs> you like the sword I on sword, sword on sword. That sounded like a gay joke, man. It might <laughs> was the been. best thing. Maybe it was. No helmet, just sword on yeah. sword. Just, just shaft on shaft, no helmet touching for sure. Totally into it. <laughs> I heard Steve's like table rise over there. That's weird. Gay wad. Um, what? A gay wow. wad? I haven't heard that word since I was 12. I know. I brought it back. Well, Ryan's still 12. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still at 12 in my brain. Gay Everyone wad. knows that. Um, no, dude, that whole scene was badass. And, and I think, you know, it, it's nice to see. Uh, I love, uh, dude, I'm a sucker for like you know, old Japanese sword play style oh, yeah. stuff. And, and for them to, you know, have the katanas go back and forth. Um, that was super duper cool. Um, you see just how talented his son is, you know, you're thinking, Oh, this dude's just a punk, you know, like he's a chump. Yeah. No, he's pretty fucking badass himself. And he, is he a big player in the DC comic world? Um, is- see the thing is like I, I, that. I don't, I looked him up last yeah. week when we, when we were doing the show and I've not once seen him but that doesn't say much i it's not a character that i follow I, same thing like deathstroke like i know deathstroke but his but, I son mean, popularity wise i mean you guys heard of him really. right really i yeah. had never joseph so he's uh, J- again joseph william wilson uh current alias is jericho and he's a bad dude right yeah, even a, in the comics yeah i believe yeah. he's a bad guy too as well um i don't even think he has powers dude like He's just a dude, man. And so he's like Batman, just a dude. Yeah. Batman's just really insanely rich. So, you know, whatever. Um, powers. Oh, uh, when eye contact is made, Jericho is able to enter another bot, another's body and control uh. their motor functions. Hmm. Oh, so he's creepy. got a meta ability. Apparently so. He's hmm. not a meta in this though. Um, again, I, dude, the fact of the matter is, is yeah, like Slade's had kids. I mean, dude, Slade's old. He's old in the in the father's many children. Yeah, dude, he's dude, he's laid pipe, bro. Like, have you seen the guy? He's got salt and pepper. He's got one eye. He's fucking good looking. Yeah, he one eye. He's gonna, yeah, he's gonna lay pipe, dude. I I wish that they would he's a play, pirate, bro. I wish they'd play up the uh the gray more. Like, I was hoping that by the time we saw him again, he'd have like a lot more gray, like salt, like salt and pepper. He like your man aged. A he bit. likes yeah, he likes some seasoned. Well, I just want him to get to that eventuality. Yeah, of course, you do. Is that how he predominantly looks in the comics? Is that why? He, yes. Uh, there's one. There's one series in the New Fifty Two where he hits the Lazarus Pit and becomes young again. Oh. Um, okay. But for the most part, no. He he has the silver hair. The, he has a he has a goatee, silver hair, okay. silver uh, goatee. He's an older dude. So that's why Cy Tolliver played him in Smallville. Y- yes. Yeah. That's why. He, that's why he was older. Yeah. I was like, oh. Um. But again, I mean, <laughs> oh. You see Oliver come to the rescue. He shoots the sword out of Joe's hand. Um, you know, I think we all knew that was coming. I mean, they're bros now. Yeah. That's like, dude, that's like, that's like bros. Yeah. Bros before hoes, dude. He's getting that relationship built up with, uh, with Slate, much like Diggle. Nothing will ever replace Diggle. He's such a great writing device anyways, to help Oliver, Oliver through things. But I don't know. I mean, how, how, how much longer can we pull out this Slate thing? I mean, you know, they're building I hope this. Slade stays in the whole time. I don't want him pulling out at all. <laughs> oh my god, I agree. Ryan would pull him out if he could. Yeah, I, I would. I'd pull, pull him in deeper. I tug go. him. I tug him. I want your baby. Oh, put your baby <laughs> in me, Slade. Oh, put it inside me. Give me your seed. Here Give me your one eye. Oh, oh, oh your one eyed snake. Oh, 
All right. So it just makes me paranoid that something bad is going to happen because him and Oliver can't be on. They no. can't be on the same side for much longer no. like this. They can't build. This is that. Keep their friendship there, but make it be a shaky one. And I think it's yeah. going to it's going to happen. It has soon. to be. Well, once everybody else finds out what's going on. Right there. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, too, you know, one of the biggest bombshells we find out is he has another son. Some bitch was busy. Okay. Jeez. He's got another son. But how do you not know, though? Dude, when you're that old and seasoned and you're out there just laying pipe, bro, yeah, you don't he, know. You know, he you doesn't know. strike me as like a guy who's going on a lot of tender dates that go beyond, you know, a couple of <laughs> evenings or hours. <laughs> like my profile. <laughs> like my swipe right. <laughs> if I super liked you, it was an accident. Um, you know. Again, I, I like that he kind of wasn't willing to to give up his sons, give up on on either of them. Yeah, you can't. I mean, what would it say about him if well, he not said, only "Yeah, that, you're this, right, Oliver, let's go kill him"? The, well, this whole episode, <laughs> this this whole season has been about sons and fathers. Yeah. So for them to do that would have been dumb. Yeah, we're um, up to our assholes and sons and fathers at no this point. Shit, yeah, I wish William would die. Um, Holy shit. <laughs> But I think, you know, I, I, I like the dynamic too of like him sending Oliver back like, Hey, I don't, I've got this, you know, you go tend to your own son, you know? So that dynamic is cool. I like the, the mutual respect there. Um, overall, man, the two parts that we got, and I know we were super psyched about Deathstroke to begin with. Um, the two part of that we got was amazing. Uh, for for the lack of of any other term, um, it really did feel like a like like a backdoor pilot. I God, I hope to fucking God it is. Um, I, it's probably not though. But it, it, I I don't think I don't consider this. You know, like is was one episode stronger than the other. I feel like again, this was a true two parter. You know, they could have put two B continued and it would have been okay. Yeah, oh, it bookended well. I think I mean, I, I like the first one better just because we got to see that badass Deathstroke scene with the gun and the, and the kicking and the. And the sword kicking play. and the sorting and the kicking and the it was shooting awesome. and the yeah no I I I agree I I just feel like this was a a, a full on two part episode man it, yeah, it was good it was great um you know and and it's just not a send off for the character he's not disappearing anytime soon um, he'll be back he'll be back but I think you know we won't see him for a little bit you yeah because because. <laughs> He overshadows everything else that's yeah, on the you show. Run, you run the risk of the show being about him and everyone being okay change, with it. Can we just change the name of the show to Deathstroke? And, and <laughs> Deathstroke we'll just... Terminator. There, we got our show. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> See you later, Arrow. Well, Diggle is already like not able to handle it because he has those... Uh, Jimmy hands. Uh, yeah, the, he has the... We'll talk about that in our next segment. I mean, he has Parkinson's, so just... Get... <laughs> So just Michael J. Fox. Yeah. So just give the, give the Green Arrow title to Slade now. Ugh. Anyway, so uh, with that, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about Parkinson's Diggle. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about a couple other things. But first, a quick break, guys. Politic three program is reinstated. Open sesame. The torch has been handed to other producers to take over the series. I feel like we're going in the right direction, and I can't wait. To see what's next. The only downfall is I, I need more cat suits. I need more women walking around like Deanna Troy and, and Seven to Nine. What do you what, think? You, you don't want the original Star Trek where it's like those mini skirts? No. 
<laughs> I need I need Deanna Troy outfits, and I need communicator badges so I can be like, hey, Deanna Troy, can I use your communicator? All deck. Mine's All not, deck. Mine's not working. Let me use yours, please. <laughs> Let me use yours. I'm not I'm not trying to touch your boobs. I'll be very careful. I can't use my hands. I'll be so very, I have to use my hold face. Hold on. Watch. A little tap. You see, that's all I'm doing. Nothing to be alarmed by. Just a little tap. Uh, medical attention, please. Uh, okay, one more. Um, I need uh, to be transported to uh, the hospital, please. Uh, hi, Deanna Troy. <laughs> Star Trek from the Holodeck, the Discovery Edition. Breaking down, analyzing, and discussing every episode of the new hit Trek series on iTunes and Stitcher. Simply search From the Holodeck. You can also find it on the Rain Man Digital app. Just search Rain Man Digital from the iTunes App Store or Google Play. All right, guys, we're back. Uh, in this episode here, we're going to talk about Green Diggle. Um, so all season, we basically, dude, actually it seems like every season, we talk about why people don't come clean or tell the truth or, and, you know, it becomes a fucking nightmare, dude. No joke. I end up rolling my eyes every time because it's just like, dude, just tell the fucking truth. But we finally, finally, finally see Diggle come clean about, you know, his Parkinson's. Are we are we seriously going to refer to this as the Diggle Dilemma? The Diggle Dilemma, <laughs> dude. Yeah, absolutely. Why D, not? D squared. D squared. Double D. Got the double D. The Diggle Dilemma. AKA Parkinson's. AKA Parkinson's. <laughs> do you think his do you think his Diggle has Parkinson's too? His dick just starts shaking for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> Uncontrollably. Uncontrollably dude, I bet Lila loves that. Oh yeah. I mean Lila loves the new green diggle. <laughs> like, let's be honest, dude. She didn't, realize, she, was, she didn't realize that's what was turning her on. It was the, mm-hmm. he has, basically has a dildo for a fucking, it turns on, uh, starts shaking. He's like, I don't take my medicine, babe. She's like, oh, I'll go get my nighty on. <laughs> I got Parkinson. <laughs> why, why would you get the nighty on just to take it off again? Because that's the fun part about, uh, God, it's called foreplay, Steven. <laughs> she doesn't need it when she's got the, <laughs> <laughs> She's got the diggle dilemma. She doesn't. That's right. She has the diggle dilemma. She gets split open by him. I'm adding a TM to that <laughs> in the notes. <laughs> Bob's Bob's diggle dilemma is getting fucking. Uh, now we end up seeing, you know, the the villain. Um, and it, of course, dude, no joke. Of course, it has to be Diggle's drug dealer. And by the way, why does everything have to be with a D? Diggle's drug dealer. Diggle Doug Dealer, Diggle Dilemma, Green Diggle. Oh, that one's got a G, but regardless. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> but we find out that Diggle's drug dealer ends up being literally the villain robbing Palmer Tech. Like, dude, could we, like, you saw that coming, right? I didn't. From a mile away. You did, did not see that no, coming from a mile away? I, I didn't, no. I knew for a fact it had to be that. The only reason why I knew. Because you looked it up. No, it's because I, <laughs> uh, because he uh, is a known actor. So because he uh, was they wouldn't put some random. Yeah, in because there for he no was reason. cast in this yeah. role. I was like, yeah, he's gonna have a much bigger role. Yeah, I, I, I think that. Well, that did give it away because I've seen him before too. I don't remember what it's from, but he's uh from Fringe. Fringe, that okay. Yeah, he was the uh, Dunham's partner. That's right. Um, you know, and, and we like it makes sense though. Like it had to be. His drug dealer. 
And the reason it had to be his drug dealer had to make it significant because he had to basically, you know, okay, do I stop the drug dealer or do I stop the theft or do I save the drugs or, you know, what the hell do I do here? Like he's an addict. He's an addict. He legitimately is an addict. They're literally playing the speedy addict thing out on Green Everybody on this show's got a fucking drug problem. Uh, well, uh, Dinah doesn't. Well, okay, she doesn't. But, but her, everybody her else drug, her, you know what her drug is? Standing around with a tank top on, doing bow staff shit. Yeah. yeah. Dude, if I walked in on that <laughs> explosion, oh. Was that in your pants? Like, did you shit yourself? <laughs> <laughs> I might have. <laughs> I just threw my pants. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, whatever. I just poop my pants. <laughs> Hi, Dinah. Good to see you. <laughs> I was like, shit in here. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Whatever. Everyone, you know, everyone's got their thing. Their superpowers is ears is shit in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> just, just shitting on command, dude. Just, <laughs> I had to wear depends. <laughs> Mike just hit his head on the desk over there. That's <laughs> 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 so funny. Oh, it's so childish. <laughs> Disco can make you some special undies and stretch. <laughs> You just keep filling them up. Every hot dude, chick that walks into the show, dude, Ryan's dude, like, shit, shit. Dude, is my super is my superpower name the Brown Bomber? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Sold. Oh. Can we put a TM next to that? Oh. Yep. Uh, anyways, but I, I definitely did like the the idea of, of Diggle having to choose, you know, do I do I save, you know, the drugs? Do I stop the drug dealer? What the hell do I do? Um you know, do you okay obviously they want to drive home the point that he's in a bad place right right now do you think it really is addiction and in, in the way that no, we're no, 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 like no, no. a drug addiction or do you no, think no, it's no. like hey i need this in order to do my job that so it's it's not i don't see diggle being oh my god i need to put drugs in my like body he has a chemical dependency no it's not that it's i need these drugs yeah. So I can do my job so I don't let Oliver down. Yeah, but even if it's not a chemical dependency, that that's still an emotional or it's an emotional psychological. Yes. And at right. the end of the day, your brain doesn't know the difference, right? It's it's still a... I don't know. My brain doesn't work all that great, so I have no <laughs> idea. But the fact of the matter is, is is I don't think it's a full-on chemical addiction. It's a it's a, like you said, it's a psychological addiction. And I think, you know, can you blame him? I mean, at the end of the day, dude, you've got you took over being Green Arrow from Oliver, right? You didn't want to let your best friend down. Okay, you get into this thing. The uh, Black Canary starts seeing you, and she starts calling you out. You know that as soon as she finds out, she's going to call your ass out again, right? So there's all kinds of stressful points here that he's trying to eliminate, and I see this being, you know, more of a psychological thing for him. Like, God, I I need this to keep doing my job correctly. Because as you see, when he's taking the drugs, he's getting shit done. But but had we have we learned nothing over all these seasons? No, that you, dude, you we should, don't. That's like, a CW show. We don't learn anything. I mean, tell your friends so that they can help you. You're putting lives he, at risk. He, did. And all, well, he told his wife, and then he laid pipe. Yeah, his his wife's the best. Like his she, wife, too. Yeah, she doesn't take shit, but she's she also gone. but she also takes your shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. she doesn't take it. Like I'm not gonna have she you being. It. A, she but, took the green no, but then she also takes your stress yeah. and she deals with it and she yeah. doesn't like get all like 
high and mighty you know about it. You know what all... sucks about that, though? Is that's just not true to life because wives oh. aren't like that. <laughs> oh, my God. You're <laughs> sleeping on the couch, Diggle. Yeah. Well, give me some green Diggle, then you sleep on the couch. <laughs> that's the, I've he heard. uses him. Does he use him for the green Diggle? For the Parkinson's dick? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I need that Parkinson's dick. I need it. I need that Parkinson's dick. She's all, you got any more of that Parkinson's dick over there? (laughs) So now she's an addict. (laughs) She's an addict for Green Diggle. Yeah, absolutely. Give me that Michael J. Fox. Give it to me. Give me that Back to the Future in my back door. Oh, Oh. back door future. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Anyways, he does end up telling Lila, which I... I, (laughs) What a segue. (laughs) Like, Like that. He's telling her while he's backdooring it. <laughs> he's balls deep. Like, hey, baby, you want to know why I'm making love so good? Because yeah. <laughs> I have Parkinson's dick. <laughs> Dude, this show's uh, went south real quick. <laughs> uh, anyway. I feel like I should donate to Michael J. Fox's foundation <laughs> just to make up for it. Oh, man. Uh. I bet you he's really good at tracing a scatter plot. Oh, man. He's <laughs> all right. <laughs> Anyways, he, no, truthfully, though, he does end up telling Lila, which I, I did like. You know, he finally, someone finally mans up and says something to somebody. Um, People's up. Uh, God, so stupid. Um, <laughs> one of the things I, I did like was the back and forth between Lila and him about, you know, I make those, dec- you know, you make those decisions at Argus all the time. And she's like, yeah, and you give me shit about it. And it's like, oh, burn. Like, yeah, because we always talk about that, right? Yeah. And, and I think, you know, she gets upset with John for endangering lives of his team and lives in general. Um, upset at him for, you know, letting the dragon basically rack up, rack up fucking dead bodies, yeah. just stacking bodies everywhere. I mean, she has a, she has an argument though. Yeah. You know, like I make these hard decisions at, at work with Argus, okay? Then you give me shit about it. She is the most balanced character on that show. She has common sense. She has perspective and logic. You realize that's how they govern her character when mm-hmm. they write her? Yeah. Like, she's actually a, how people should be. She's a well-written like, character. Yeah, she stands on her, on. she stands firm on the things she believes in, but she also gives you the benefit of the doubt. She also allows you to stop for a second and get a clean head. She doesn't judge. Except for right here, because she's been saving all these resentments up in a little oh, grocery so bag, just waiting. <laughs> she's like, I'm gonna oh, she's writing it down in her journal. Well, like, she didn't, yep, but today. she also, but she did she even she didn't say it in a very like antagonistic type of way, though. It was just kind of like bluntly. It wasn't like an emotional response. Yeah. It no, was like a, it was a response from reason. Like, was it her? It was was it? Yeah. Or, or my, did I miss something? Was she out of hand? Did she get it? No, a, I didn't think she was out of hand. I, you know, Lila, you're out of hand. <laughs> yeah, you're out of hand. Have some green diggle. Um, now, now, bitch. it's like green, it's like green eggs and ham. Oh. Have some green eggs and ham. That's what he makes. Yeah. In the morning. That's what comes out of the tip oh. of his green oh, diggle. Always comes to diggle. Every comes, time. It always does come to diggle. Um, no, I, I don't think she was unreasonable. I think, you know, and I wouldn't even consider them jabs, but they were, it was truth. And sometimes the fucking truth hurts, dude. Like, no joke. And and I think that was okay for her to say that. I mean, look, we always knew Diggle was going to make the right choice. It's Diggle, man. You know, Diggle doesn't make bad choices. I mean, the only bad choice he's made is not telling someone about this. And 
he makes the right choice. He's always he goes made and, great choices. Yeah, like I when mean, he, he really killed has. Little Diggle, that was the best thing Dude, anybody could have done. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I mean, was he going to have Oliver do it? No. Yeah. He did it. He took care of it. Um, but he ends up going after Dragon. I do want to say that David Ramsey, dude, in that scene where like the drugs are about ready to burn up, like, dude, he looks like he's like craving them. Like, if you did, you, if you go back and watch that scene, dude, he looks like he's fiending for those drugs. Yunky. Like, no joke, dude. He, that scene was awesome. He looked like he was like, oh man, y'all got any more of them, you know, Parkinson's drugs? <laughs> like, dude, he legitimately looked like he was like. That was good. Yeah. And with the fire burning around it. And the fire burning in his it, eyes. It, it, did that, you see yeah, that? Yeah, they did a really good job. They did a really good job. It, you know, I just, everything about that was good. I, I, the scene in general, even the fight scene was great. Um, so again, I mean, dude, this this season has been on point with shit like that. You know, the special effects, the, the fight scenes have been fucking unreal. Um, it, but that little shot of you see him looking and you see the fire burning in his eyes, like the reflection of the fire. Dude, that was legit. legit. There was a fire burning in his eye. He's pissed. Yeah. I guess my drugs. Yeah, and then he had to go lay pipe on his wife. Like, dude, that's how I get my aggression out. The best drug. That or play Call of Duty, one of the two. Most of the time, <laughs> Call of Duty, because I don't, I don't, never mind. I don't, <laughs> I don't even get dates. Um, the, the best part about this whole episode, though, hands down, obviously, besides, we already blew Deathstroke, so that, that doesn't count, but the best part about this whole fucking episode was that Diggle admits everything to the team. Finally, we see a character, you know, not harbor something for seven episodes. He was able to say, Hey guys, I fucked up. And that shows you just how well they write Diggle uh, is that dude, when he's saying this, you're just like, fuck. Man. And how different than he look, how different he is compared to Oliver too. Mm-hmm. Right. He owned up to everything. Like, hey, this is my fault. He goes, Renee, I almost got you killed. He goes, and 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 what, let, let me let me let me jump off of that. You know, segue off that into Renee. How much has he fucking grown as a character? Yeah. with his response, dude. If he would have, if this was the first part of the season, he'd have been like, "Yo, Hoss, I'm gonna kick your ass." Like that's what it would have went to. Kind of sound like him. I, yeah, I'm, I'm Hoss. Hoss. That kills me, anyways. But. To show a, why, because he's a Mexican, and he's talking like a redneck. No, because Hoss is terrible. I hate Hoss, Chief, Boss, any of that shit. All I hate that it. Shit. If someone call me that, I fucking punch him in the face. I hate it. It's like when I go to the store and someone's like, "Oh, you want any more of that, Boss?" No, motherfucker, I <laughs> don't, right, Chief. All right, calm down, Hoss. <laughs> oh, fuck you. Anyways, I just like that. That scene meant, you know, um, he he grew. He's not he's, he's not a piece of shit like he was at the beginning. Well, dude, like think about this. Yeah, he was unbearable the first dude, part of I, we last didn't like year. Him. We didn't like him. Yeah. Yeah. And and it, that's that's saying something because I liked him as an actor. Like I knew who he was before he came onto the show. And dude, for me to like be Coach excited Carter and shit. Yeah, and for me to be like, "Yeah, oh, this guy's pretty cool." And then and then you just completely dislike him. Right. And now it's like, "Okay, he's an integral part of the team now." Yeah. And, and by the way, we, I know we haven't mentioned, but his new costume looks rad as shit. Yeah. It is way cooler than the first one. Um, but no, I, 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 this scene was so great. So, so great. And, and dude, how about them answering some of the, the, the fans questions, you know, the ultimate, what the fuck was terrific offers to help? Like, Hey dude, I made a microchip to make Felicity walk. Oh shit. Did we all forget about that? Like, oh, yeah. dude, we had had this uh-huh. discussion. Like, 
why would he just fucking go to him? Like, yep. what the fuck? And then they do it in the episode to answer all our questions where we were like, what the fuck? Why didn't he just do this? Now they're like, oh, no, that's how we'll take care of it. Yeah. I have a fucking chip for Parkinson's. <laughs> you know, I'm going to give it to Michael J. Fox too as well. You can turn it off though. So when you're having sex. Right. So you can have the Parkinson's day. Yeah. yeah. She controls it by Bluetooth. <laughs> <laughs> she just like dude it's like a it's like a uh, you know, lag honey, switch i really want the parkinson dick just flip it on <laughs> it's like a lag switch dude when you're playing online you could just fucking lag real quick and uh, like that's <laughs> he's like mid pump she just changes the thing and uh, it's going dude variable speed mode variable speed yeah we're gonna be sued by the national <laughs> parkinson association of america <laughs> is there actually a national Par- association um, there's a national Probably. association for everything is there yeah that's terrible because I my place my brain just went to some dark places. <laughs> um, but no, like, dude, we had talked about this. I mean, even after he made the chip for Felicity, there's all kinds of things that he could fucking that technology could fix. And it's like, cool, thank you, writers, for finally, you know, uh, not I, I. They didn't nerf it by any means, but they were just like, hey, by the way, remember this thing that we did for Felicity that makes her walk? You know, because technically she's fucking Oracle. So, yeah. you know, this whole scene was really well done. And I think um, it, it was needed. It was needed because I don't know if I could have stood anymore. You know, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so in the notes, guys, I, I I don't just laugh for no reason. Um, Mike put the association. I, for, I just dropped oh, it. Oh, Steve did. Put the uh, American Parkinson's <laughs> Disease Association. Oh, there's an optimism walk coming up. I feel like we need to enter in that. Because yeah, we probably should. <laughs> we probably should put a team together because we fucking... let's put an arrow team together. Yeah, support the green dick. Look, their yeah. colors even green. Is it green? Yeah, I'll, dude, I'll blackface. So, why you gentlemen bagel. here volunteering? <laughs> well, we are ta- we do a show <laughs> and we're talking about Parkinson dick. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's a thing, right? Parkinson dick. Yeah, that's Parkinson's a thing. Dick's a thing, right? Is Michael J. Fox here? I want his autograph. If he can actually write he's, it. Like he's at every Parkinson Center. <laughs> at every- oh, yeah. He's right over here. There he is. Look. <laughs> Doc Brown's with him, too. It's weird. Uh, Christopher Lloyd just happens to be here, too. He doesn't have Parkinson's, but he might. Never know. Anyways. Um, no, I I, uh, I really liked this scene um, in general just for finally someone owning up and, and and not letting shit fester for too long, which is something that we always complain about. Um, so with that. Let's jump into our final thoughts. Uh, Steve, you went la- uh, first last time. I think I'll go first. Um, dude, this is a great episode. Uh, following up after the last Deathstroke episode um, and, and really putting the two together really made sense. It, it, it really was a two-part Deathstroke episode. I truly don't think, obviously, this isn't the last time we'll see the character. There's still some questions that we need to answer. Um, so far this season, the fight scenes have been fucking unreal. Um and just some of the scenes in general, the shots, again, Slade throwing that dude and the guy streaking blood on the floor was just an awesome, awesome shot. Um, the the flashbacks, again, I know that every now and then we harp on the flat, but dude, they're, they've been so good this season. So, so good. Um, they mean something. They're not just there for for nothing, which I think was a problem we had you know, last season and the season before that. The flashbacks were just there to be, to be there. And I think now we've gotten flashbacks that are meaningful. And I think that's when we're okay with flashbacks. Um, you know, the whole, the whole narrative with Diggle, um, you know, we wanted to see this get resolved, I guess would be the right word fairly fast because again, 
you know, at the end of the day, dude, nobody likes to see a team member struggle or see any of the team basically, you know, suck. And by any means, we don't want to see Diggle suck because we all love Diggle. So this was pretty cool. I love watching him kind of struggle with, you know, should I tell everyone? Do I tell everyone? You know, do I need these drugs to do what I need to do? Um, again, very well done. The shots in these episodes was really, really good. Um, I really enjoyed this episode. Uh, no joke. I, I think, I don't know if the, the last episode or this episode was better, but I definitely like both of them combined. If this was a two part episode, then yes, I, 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 that's what I consider it. Um, but I really did like it. Yeah. It felt like a two part comic. It was, it was nice and bookended. And like Mike said, it's, it still tied you back to seasons one and two. Um, it was it was a good a good outing for for Deathstroke again. I, you know, I'm I think I'm the odd man out here in that I I don't care for Team Arrow at the moment with all the different people. I'm hoping that with the crossover, somebody drops a dump truck on most of them. How about just Felicity uh, or William? They can go in the, under it too. Just throw everybody <laughs> throw everybody under the bus. Yeah, all of them. Maybe they get hit by that bus from Flash. Oh. <laughs> Did they all become meta humans and they come back? No, I, I just wanted to get hit by the bus. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I think the very first episode of the year, the season premiere, I said that that island gave him the best reason to start completely over. Everyone could have died and yeah. that would have fueled the raw Dude, emotions for the next two or three years. Yes. But... And I think that's what we're missing at the moment. Personally, is, re- is real death that matters? Yeah, yeah real death that matters. Something, yeah. something that raises the stakes. We had that early on. We had so many deaths, and yeah, we had Tommy. so many. Yeah, and it it, it kept uh, Oliver's drive. Now he has a different drive that he has to deal with with being mayor, and, and we'll see and how long dad. that keeps going. Yeah, um, but I, I, I this whole team thing for me, it's it's not a team anymore. It's like a fucking football team. There's like a hundred of them. <laughs> Put me in, Coach. I'm ready to play. That's what it feels like. <laughs> Come on, Coach Ollie. Put me in. Put me in, Coach Ollie. I'll get try to get killed by Diggle. They they can't kill anybody right now. They have the perfect amount of representation. So yeah, right. woman. No, I'm being serious. Like that's that's Racial. why that's why the CW irks me, man. Because like their shows have to fill and you fill uh, fit a quota. And if for some reason there's an agenda, dude, and, that if, you and you can usually tell if someone's going to die because they have the replacement already in the background. They introduce yeah. them for two or three episodes. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's, it's, become it's, it's very unfortunate that yeah. they, that they have to worry so much. Like let your story dictate diversity and representation, not representation Dude, dictates your story. If, if George R. R. Martin wrote, you know, the season, everyone would have fucking died on the Island, including <laughs> Oliver show would have been over. <laughs> all right. It's all about William now. Oh, oh God. Please. Fucking blow my brains out. William and Kane. Oh, two sons. Two That's s- the spinoff. Oh, fucking kill me now. My two sons. They're yeah. two yeah. brothers two that sons. are brothers. And Felicity's the mom that you know, keeps the show. Oh. Yeah, Felicity, Kane, and William. No. God, no. No. And Mushmouth Sarah can pop in sometimes. She doesn't Mushmouth <laughs> anymore. No, earlier Mushmouth. Oh, I don't want Mushmouth. I like way hot white canary. Yeah, she's way different now. Dude, oh, my God, dude. <laughs> Have you noticed her low-cut costumes? I, you're such a creep, dude. Not, have you noticed when she walks... You can see the crease of her asshole. Asshole crease. That's what you. That's no, you they like. changed her costume. It's more low cut now, so her boobs hang out. Like, God, wow. Ryan. It's true though. <laughs> Go watch Legends. Just, just the facts, ma'am. Yeah. 
facts. Anyways, um, no, I think we can all agree that that the shining part of this episode was Deathstroke. I mean, hands down. Yeah. So uh, with that, guys, that is going to do it for today's uh, DC on CW Air Edition, since this was such a shit show. Um, remember, you can always catch any past and future DC on CW episodes through Rayman Digital App. And you can follow us on all our social medias, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. With that, guys, we will see you next week. Not in the mood for chit-chat. Gotcha. Ready when you are. 